So we're going we're gonna to keep talking about Antioch, and uh, part of the reason that, that this fit um, was that we were going to have Pastor Antoine here. And so, um, kiddos, you are now dismissed to junior church, all right? But, um, yeah, part of the reason we were going to talk about this morning about Antioch being a church with open hands is we were going to have Pastor Antoine here and share, but it was cool that he was able to shoot a video kind of last minute. We were scrambling and trying to figure that out, so thank you, Tom and Claire and Kristen and Everybody had, having their hands on that to, to be able to see um, uh, Pastor Antoine uh, is, is pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Thank you for technology, right? Like sometimes I get so irritated at technology, but it's really cool that they have, uh, you know, they have internet there. They don't have electric, but the, there is internet cables, you know, and cell phone towers because when you want to make money, they find a way to, yeah, um, provide. So this week I finally got around to watching... Um, a Netflix documentary on clocks. It was about time. <laughs> it was about time. <sighs> so we've been looking at Antioch. <laughs> and uh, a couple weeks ago, Dave talked about um, what was their special sauce. Not secret sauce, as I called it last week, but their, their special sauce and it was, they had a pattern and a lifestyle of worship, prayer, and fasting. And last week we looked at relational tension. And there's no way for us to grow without tension. And we looked at the fact that even when we're operating in our gifting and calling and who God has made us, we're going to rub people the wrong way. But that's okay, right? We saw that Paul and and Barnabas did some really good things when it came to tension. They, they came together. And, but, however, one of their biggest things and what they, they did was the kingdom of God and the big picture is more important than this relational tension. And so they transitioned and they went their separate ways promoting the gospel. So one of our thoughts last week was how often would we rather be right in something and how often are we thinking about the kingdom of God, furthering the kingdom of God, the big picture? And we see that Antioch was a church that was continually thinking about the big picture, about the kingdom of God uh, coming here on earth. So what I'd like us to do this morning is if you have your wallet or your cell phone or your purse or um, something valuable that isn't a Bible, I'd like you to hold it in your hand like this. All right, grab it. I should have uh, be an example here. All right, here we go, here we go. So my question for us this morning, as we get into God's Word, is how tight of a grip do you keep on people, money, and stuff? How much are we actually trying to control things in our life? Because we're going to look that Antioch did not close fist around things. They were very open-handed. All right, you can put your cell phones down, but I want us, or, or, or while it's down, because I want us to think about this. How, how tight of a grip do I have on my stuff, or what I think I have? Or what I should have? How, how tight of a grip do I have on the relationships in my life? 
How, how tight of a grip do I, do I have on the money that, that comes to me? We're going to see that, that at Antioch, they were a church that was completely open-handed. And that means that we're called to do much of the same. So let's pray as we open up God's word together. Father, we thank you for scripture. We thank you for your word. We ask, Lord God, in Jesus' name, that Holy Spirit, you would come and meet with us convict us in areas that we need to be convicted, enlighten us in areas we need to enlighten us, and expand our, our kingdom vision. Help us to think of the big picture in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. All right, we're going to be looking at uh, a scripture, which we've looked at previously, but we keep coming back to it. Why? Because it's important. And there's multiple things that we should be getting out of scripture. I don't know about you, but I love reading something that I've maybe read 10 times and be like, oh my word, that's completely new to me. Because we should never be reading scripture without being empowered by the spirit to change us in a moment. Often we come to scripture and we say, how do I define it? Instead of saying, coming to scripture and saying, define me. Using scripture to define who I am. All right, so let's look at Acts 13. Among the prophets and teachers, this is Antioch, of the church at Antioch of uh, Syria were Barabbas, Simon called the black man, Lucius from Cyrene, Manin, the childhood companion of King Herod of Antipas, and Saul. One day, as these men were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, appoint Barabbas and Saul for the special work I have called them. So after more fasting and prayer, the men laid hands on them and sent them on their way. Verse 4, so Barabbas and Saul were sent out by the Holy Spirit. They went down to the seaport of Cilicia and sailed to the island of Cyprus. Uh, there in the town of Samalus, uh, they went to the Jewish synagogues and preached the word of God. John Mark went with them as their assistant. So this was previously to the tension with John Mark. But we see here, so you're like, all right, we've read some of these before. Why are you saying these again? Because the first point I want to make is the church received. And you're saying, well, what do you mean by received in Antioch? These leaders were there, right? Well, kind of. They gathered there. But we're going to look at this chart. So these were the men that were named in this passage. All right, so we have Barabbas. Where's he from? Oh, sorry, Barnabas, not Barabbas. Wow, that's, that was awkward. All right. All right, so we have Barnabas. Um, he's a Hellenistic Jew, right? We have Simon. We don't know where he's from, but his race is stated in Scripture. So he, we know that he was a different color than many of the people there. All right, we have Lucius from Cyrene, Africa. We have um, uh, Menin uh, from Palestine, so Greek, Herodian. We have Saul from Tar uh, Tarsus, a Hebraic Jew. So these, these are the guys that are mentioned as some of the leadership at Antioch. They probably have some differences, wouldn't you say? Right? So Antioch was a place where they were receiving spiritual leadership from multiple places. This is why we must be a, a church and a people that receive from others. 
We need to receive from other giftings. God brought these uh, men together to shape some culture. And what did that culture do? It also shaped them. This is why, you know, at, at PFC, um, we, we are a people that, you know, we want to receive people. I'm sure that every one of us have experienced this from any church background where you've witnessed a, a family coming in who's had a, a, a rough experience at another uh, church. They came in to be uh, encouraged and healed and rested and then were sent back. I know for North Point there was a specific family that absolutely loved them. It was a bummer when they, they left. But that's what they did. They needed to step away because of hurt. They needed to be healed and served together and be like, but you know what? We've been called to this family and we need to step back in to this family. So we need to be uh, a people that receive people and finances and resources. Um, specifically, what did it look like for PFC recently, right? We've had a Netzer discernment. We've had other people teach. Over this uh, last year, I know that you had Justin Valentine come, and you've had um, David Castro w- was here, Bob Oliver was here, you've had other teachers. We're hearing reports from missionaries. We do that at least once a month. We're hearing reports, we're receiving, and hearing what God is doing in other parts of his uh, body. We are people that Hold the resources that God gives us with an open hand. It wouldn't be right for us to have Antoine come and then keep him here. It would be right for us to have Pastor Antoine come and share what's happening, but it would be terrible if we were like, you know what, you should just be here at PFC in an American. No, we need to send you back, Right? to where you're calling and where you are and where you live to minister to the people there. We are not to hold on to people. The next thing, the church appoints. So um, the church recognizes and appoints gifts in people. I don't know if you've seen, how many of you have seen Hamilton, the Broadway musical? All right. Our family loves it. There's music playing, uh, you know, in the house at least once a week. Some of the songs are going on. And at the very beginning of Hamilton, uh, it's interesting because you, you hear the backstory where, where he's from the British Isles. He's an, he's an orphan there, and he's trying to get to the mainland because he has a purpose. And a hurricane comes through and destroys, and he's like, I don't know what to do. So he just starts writing. But what happens is the community around Alexander Hamilton recognizes his gifting and calling. What do they do? They raise money to send him to the mainland. And America's changed because of that. Think about that for a moment. One of the major founding fathers of our country was somewhere else. People recognized his calling, raised money to send him. They named it. A group of people were appointing him. So we should be a people that recognize and know one another and see like, Call out, I see this in you. You are gifted here. We are people that appoint. We are to be a culture that appoints. 
This is a privilege. I get excited about this. This is something I want to see on a regular basis uh, as brothers and sisters encouraging and being like, this person, I see this gifting in you. Let's pray for it. How can we use that gifting? How, how do you shape the big picture of the kingdom of God in our region or wherever you're called to? Like, this is something that excites me because it is a privilege to be with one another, recognizing their gifts and appointing and naming who they are. We need to highlight and affirm one another and confirm it within our community. So in verse 4, we see also that the church sends. So, so far we've recognized that the church of Antioch receives, it appoints, it names, right? It appoints, and it also sends. So, right, you're like, well, isn't every church supposed to be a sending church? Isn't it a part of the gospel of Jesus Christ, go into Judea, Samaria, right? He gives them that uh, distinctive in Acts. Yes, so what does this specifically look like for our faith family? Because ultimately, we are supposed to be sending. That is the culture, it should be the culture of, of Christianity is we are willing to send. At PFC, we are uniquely called, and it was a few weeks ago that they Dave talked about it, but we are uniquely called to operate very specifically uh, in uh, receiving, naming, and sending through prayer and fasting, through the presence of God. We must, we must, as a people and as a culture here at PFC, worship, pray, and fast. Because we recognize in this passage of Scripture There was fasting and praying. It wasn't like, oh, they fasted and prayed and got a decision. It's, wow. It was something that was a a healthy rhythm that was taking place. So for us, we're going to do some fasting and praying corporately. It's coming. So I would encourage you, if you've never fasted uh, before um, from a meal specifically, start with one meal. Start with one meal. And when you, when you fast from something, when you take that, that meal and uh, you're like, all right, I'm not going to eat, let's say, lunch today. On my lunch break, I'm not going to eat lunch. Spend some time in worship and prayer. We don't fast just to fast. Or we don't fast to, to change God. No, 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 no. We fast to change us. To align our hearts and our minds with Christ Jesus. Um, so the way that we send is we will hear from the Lord. In verse 3, it says, um, they sent them on their way, right? So the, the church sent them. But in verse 4, it says, they were sent out by the Holy Spirit. So what the church was doing was confirming what the Holy Spirit was speaking over their lives. The church was saying, you know, we see this in you. Maybe we should join in this, and that's what happened. And then Scripture says the Holy Spirit sent them out. Yes, the Holy Spirit sent them out, but it was confirmed and affirmed through the body. Through the body. We're going to be a people that are generous with um, our leaders, not just our pastors. And we've already experienced that. We've already experienced that. In all three churches of origin, 
you have been generous with the leaders and pastors of your congregations. Whether I was um, allowing or, or affirming leaders to, to lead pastoral regional cohorts, regional prayer, regional worship gathering, uh, leading dis, uh, Nesser discernment prayer teams and serving opportunities. We will be continue to be a church that, that encourages encourages leaders to go out, encourages us to go out. A church that keeps all its people for itself is not kingdom-minded. It's not a church with a big picture in mind. Antioch was a kingdom-focused church, willing to give up some of the best leaders so that the leaders could pursue their giftings and callings. We will be a people who identify and will name and then send out. One thing that, that we see in Antioch, and we, we touched on it last week, was the tension between the Jew and the Gentile. And so we find ourselves later in Acts 15. This is the, the last passage I want to look at. And in Acts 15, what's happening? So um, a Jewish council comes together. Because what is taking place is there's this weight on the Gentiles because um, the Jews are like, you got to be circumcised. You have to do these cleansing things. You, ha- you can only eat with us at our table, our communion table, if you've been circumcised. So there was all this weight and all these restrictions sent to uh, or, or said to the Gentiles. And so what the, the church of Antioch does is they, what do they do? They send Paul and Barnabas, not Barabbas, Paul and Barnabas to the council. And they're like, this, this doesn't seem okay. So they're, they're, they're talking there. And then what happens is the spirit of God begins to move at this Jerusalem council. And they're moving because of the testimony of what's been taking place in the Gentiles. Like, we see that the Gentiles are moving with the presence of the Spirit of God. This is a really good thing. And so the, the Holy Spirit falls um, at that council meeting. Uh, what they come up with is, is they say basically this. They say basically, basically this. They say, listen, we don't want to put any extra burden on you. You don't have to be circumcised to eat at our table. And so what, what, is, um, what, is Antioch, what does this have to do with Antioch? Well, right after that, there's this beautiful uh, letter written to, to strengthen and encourage uh, the believers. And they send a couple of guys. So let's read this. The messengers went at once. So these are the messengers from uh, the Jerusalem council. Where they called a general meeting of the believers and delivered the letter. And there was great joy throughout the, the church that day as they read this encouraging message. Then Judas and Silas, both being prophets, spoke at length to the believers, encouraged and strengthening their faith. They stayed with them for a while, and then the believers sent them back, excuse me, to the church in Jerusalem with blessing and peace. Paul and Barnabas stayed in Antioch. They and many others taught and preached the word of the Lord there. So what we see here in this story is we actually see Antioch receiving some leaders. And the leaders came in, and they encouraged them. They were encouraged by this. 
And they stayed there a little while and, and uh, were encouraged and taught by these two leaders. But did they hold on to them? No. They sent them back. They sent them back. And we see that then uh, Paul and Barnabas are staying, hanging out in there until they're sent again. And uh, they and many others taught and preached the word of the Lord there. Um, that word, word there, is not lagos, it's rhema. And so they were teaching what rhema is, is the present speaking word of God. So what is God speaking now in this moment? Paul and Barnabas can't teach that or share that unless they're connected with the Lord and, and what he's speaking. This is why worship, prayer, and fasting are important. Because we need to know, like, what is God speaking to us right here, right now, in this moment? And this is what they were, they were sharing. We will be a church with open hands. So pick up your cell phone or your wallet. Or whatever you had earlier, right? We will not hold tightly to things. We will be like Antioch who hold it out flat. We are to steward the things that God's given us. It doesn't mean that we get to control people. It doesn't mean that we can get, get to control money. It doesn't mean that we get to control stuff. We are stewards. We are a pass-through. I remember having a conversation one time with, with Josh Bitework about a, the unique call of PFC. And one of the unique calls on this body is to be a body that receives from the Lord, stewards, and sends out. And what I see, what I've seen and experienced so far, being a part of this, is that is very true. But we need to be reminded that we are to be stewards. We will be a church that receives we will be a church that appoints and names people, and we will be a church that sends out. So with the, the things in your hand, Lord God, may we not, may we not try to grip things that we shouldn't be gripping. May we be a church that is open-handed with the resources that come from you. You're the one that gives the ultimate resources. So we ask that we would be open-handed with what you are giving us. That we would be good stewards of what you're asking us to steward. And ultimately, we would give away what you're asking us to give away. We bless you, Lord. We see you in Jesus' name. Amen. Worship team, you guys can come up.